This is To The Point with Marcus Amick, where we cut through all the noise to discuss the things that matter most driving the world of automotive sales. Let's get to it. This week's guest is Duran Cage, founder and CEO of Cage Automotive, a company that specializes in online sales and CRM strategies in automotive retail. Duran is also a consultant with Rocket. Thanks for joining us on To The Point, Duran. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me, man. Uh, I appreciate it. Look, Duran, I want to start by by sort of uh, digging right into it. I recently read a survey done by Elin Solutions, an automotive sales insight company, that found that while dealers tend to allow customers to go through the initial car purchasing steps online, most are still reluctant to fully embrace the idea of digital retail. Why do you think that's the case? Well, a lot of them, and when you're saying that question, are you saying the dealer's not embracing it as much or the customer's not embracing it as much? The dealer's not embracing yeah, it as much. Exactly. And 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 part of would part of it would be is how many dealers have actually gone online to try to buy their car? You know, that's what I ask dealers all the time. So a lot of times what what dealers maybe sometimes don't embrace is because they hadn't they forgot to put that consumer hat on and see like what is it that consumers really want. And why is it that they want to purchase it that way? You know, so what I dial it back into as well is digital retailing has to embrace the culture of what that brings. So digital retailing sounds great. You know, customers want to go online. They want to start part of their process, whatever that looks like. But if the dealership hasn't embraced a culture that accepts that and, and really wants for customers to shop the way that they want to, then of course they're going to give a little pushback because there's a different kind of skill set that you have to have and a different culture that you need to have to embrace digital retailing. It doesn't work. Let's put digital retailing out there first. Let's get the tool on the site and then let's conform. What dealers have to first do is it starts from the owner and the general manager, the dealer principal to say, hey, it looks like customers really want to look do business a different way. And if they're not sure, all they got to do is look at some of the top automotive groups and look at what percentage they record this, what percentage of, the, of customers pretty much do their process online. So once they see that, whoa, this could be the future, next they got to look into their people and build the culture and have the right processes. And then I think that's when the whole store, not just the owner, will embrace it. But they've got to start with their culture and their people first. So, so you're saying that ultimately the responsibility for changing the tie, that that lies with the the, the owner and the general manager? Hundred percent leadership, leadership. And can we say leadership? Because if they don't embrace it, if they don't believe in it, then <clears throat> excuse me, it's not going to work. You know, they have to they, they're the they're the captains of the ship. Right. So if they say, hey, guys, hey, ladies, team, this is what we're going to do. This is what we believe in it. And we believe the customer is going to have a better experience. But what what a lot of them um, need to let their their employees know is that it's going to create a better experience for the employees, because if it saves time using these new tools to sell a vehicle, imagine that can that can allow their people to actually sell more. So when leaders embrace that and then they get their employees to see it from that standpoint, then that's when the magic happens. But yes, leadership buys in first and then it trickles down to the rest. Well, well let me ask you this, because I mean, the entire idea of digital retail can be a very heavy lift on a number of levels, right? Um, as mm-hmm. it relates to the tools and as it relates to just getting a grasp of, of, of the concept itself. So so how do how do they begin that process that you're talking about? 
as as leaders at these dealerships? Yeah. So first and foremost, what leaders need to do is they need to try to buy a vehicle from their self. So and it, and it sounds simple and that's because it is, but they should be able to go on their website and they should be able to go through the experience of picking out a used vehicle or a new vehicle, utilizing the tools on their website, making sure that the verbiage, the language that they see is consistent with what they're going to hear from their team. So once they pick out a car and they say, hey, I want to start the process online, then when the customer, when when the communication comes from the sales, sales team or the BDC, whoever that is, does their language match what the customer is seeing? So example, does if we're if the whole thing on online says save time, this is what we're going to do. You have the option to get this delivered or you can come visit us. If the first thing that comes out of a dealership's mouth, whoever that employee is, says, hey, when did you want to come in for a test drive? And they don't acknowledge any work that the customer has done then it kind of rips the process apart. So that's why I say leaders, first thing that you do is make sure you understand the tool, understand your website, understand the process, go through it and make sure it's as frictionless as possible. And that you now feel comfortable that you could buy a vehicle within 30 minutes to an hour or whatever you want to set that, that time to be. And once they go through that process and they understand, excuse me, when they understand that, when they understand that process, and they understand how to talk about it without even have to look at their website. Like they know it back and forth. That's the easiest way to install the process. Let me ask you this. So you, you've um, you've looked at this on a number of levels and, and I'm assuming across a number of different sectors and a number of different dealerships. Are there some some general types of dealerships, be it location or brands that you you think do a better job? Uh, with digital retail than others? And if so, why? I would say imports and luxury do a, a much better job of embracing this. And the reason why I would say this is because many shoppers, especially on the luxury end, they are more concerned about their time than they are about money. And I say that because if you're buying a luxury vehicle, which we know in the industry, all vehicles are going up and up and up. So if a luxury person is buying a vehicle for eighty or $90,000, they're not concerned about getting another $200 knocked off as much as they are about what their expectations for the experience is to be versus in some of the domestics. I feel like they're still in that traditional model where you'll hear them say the things like, well, you can't buy a car here unless you test drive it or you can't buy your vehicle here until we actually trade. We get to appraise your vehicle online. Why that is, is I feel that sometimes the domestics, and even the manufacturers are just a little bit behind in terms of really focusing in on what the consumer experience needs to be and then how to embrace innovation and technology to do it versus a lot of the imports. And it seems like the luxury, they, they put a bigger emphasis on the experience and making sure that it's great than some of our domestic friends, uh, domestic friends do from from what I see at the ground level. So then then that, that brings up. Another question. Do, do you think that the actual OEMs can play a more significant role in helping dealerships to move deeper into this digital world? A hundred percent. And that will help dealers more than anything, because think of it this way. What we talked about a couple questions ago about what does the process need to look like and who does that? It's leadership. And it's the same thing for the OEM side. It's the leadership. You know, they, they need to understand 
what it's like to buy the vehicle online and then what it's like to sell the vehicle online. You know, and once they embrace that, then take it a step further. The people that come out to the dealership and now they're getting in my wheelhouse, but that's OK. I'm, 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 I'm all for it. Like, I believe let's all work together to create better experiences. But when their team comes out, whoever their factory rep or their OEM rep is, they should be able to, to feel comfortable in talking about how easy it is to buy a vehicle online at that dealership's website. And then they should know, understand how to walk their teams through on how what the best practices are or what the best sales experience looks like for a customer when they are trying to start a process online, like the customer starting a process online or trying to do the entire thing. But that's what I would ask the manufacturers to do is like really lean in and lock arms with the dealership and then make sure that the culture, too, because we talked about at the beginning, but they've got to make sure when they're talking to the dealerships, the culture, the, the branding, the merchandising in the dealership showroom has to match about that, that same level of experience that the, the customer saw online. Like there's nothing worse when you have these great tools, this great brand messaging about buy online, save time. But then when you come into the dealership, there's nothing that complements that experience. There's no special parking. There's no special perks. There's no talk about it. And so that's what I, I think some of the OEMs were missing is, is make sure that the whole experience is connected again from the consumer side, but make sure on the employee side and the CRMs that the dealerships are using, the website, all that stuff needs to be easy for both the employees and the customers. Let me ask you this. When you consider the fact of how competitive the market is now, right? And the fact that if you look at it from from a manufacturer's perspective, they're thinking, what? Well, you know, I'm going to sell these vehicles, you know, whether it's with this dealership or not. Why should they why sh why should they be more concerned about helping that dealership in that process? If you look at it from a more local or regional level. Yeah, so, man, there, here's what's important on the on the local level is that dealers need to make sure that we do a really great job of what happens after the sale. Right. So this is where, you know, there's some big disruptors in the market. Yeah. You're seeing manufacturers direct sell. Um, you're, you're looking at there's big independent retailers and publicly traded companies that are really disrupting the market. But and I just talked about this in a big convention, the 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 where dealers have the, the biggest competitive advantage and what they could do from a local standpoint or anywhere else is they need to make sure that they're talking about what they do for their customers after the sale, what they're doing for service after the sale, whether you live in this state or another state, knowing that there's somebody that they can connect with because knowing that there's somebody that they can connect with after a big decision or a big purchase has been made is huge in most people's eyes. But a lot of, lot of, if you look at a lot of marketing that goes out there, everything is talking about how easy it is to buy on the front end, right? We're talking about, oh, you can buy a car online. It's great. It's easy. Don't go to dealerships. But how much of the messaging is talking about after the sale? What happens when you get that flat tire? What happens when you're, you're on your third service visit and you need a different vehicle to drive because they're going to have to keep your car for two days? That's where the local dealer and that's where uh, a family owned operator or somebody like that or even a, a franchise group, they can levy their brand by saying we do rental cars. We do this. We do that. A lot of things that dealerships are already doing at no additional cost for customers. 
we don't do a good enough job promoting that. And that's one of the things that I would say, make sure they add in because that's how you beat the disruptors is by letting people know that, yeah, we do that, but we also do this as well to take care of our community and our local people. In closing, let me ask one more question. How does the the digital world itself play into that strategy? So the digital world, the way that it plays into it is 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 making lasting relationships with the people that you have either within your CRM, within your social media. It's it's about just going a little bit further than the connection. So in the digital world, what I see is like if there's more personalization in terms of really connecting with that audience, really connecting with the people that have done business with you and really taking care of them. That's where the digital world, you can really make a big uh, splash in the market because, again, we focus more on getting more people. But in the digital world, we don't focus enough on after we've got our people, our valuable customers that we spend so many hundreds, if not thousands of dollars to finally get. What I would encourage dealers is, is to invest into your digital strategy on what it looks like after you've gotten that sale or after you've gotten that customer what are the next steps to how do you keep that customer engaged in the entire life cycle journey of them buying from you? So you make sure that two years down the road, three years down the road, that they don't even think about another manufacturer or think about another dealer because of what you've done in the digital space and the offline space in between that time. Got it. Well, look, Duran, I really want to thank you for the time. No, thank you for your time. Uh, I appreciate it. And uh, I'm excited and I, and I know this show is going to help so many people because it, it's fresh to the point and I know it's going to keep everybody growing and that's what we need to do in this, in this automotive space. Appreciate it. Now, back to the noise. <laughs>